0: Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So real quick, before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just wanna let you know what this show's about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why Notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook, where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars, when reality is, that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're gonna pay bills, trying to figure out if you're gonna make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is gonna help move you forward or if they're really gonna bring you down. Really, anything goes in these conversations. And you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in On these conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs so grab your cup of coffee grab your water grab your tea whatever it is that you enjoy and a pen and paper because you're about to take some notes also be sure to share this out oh here comes my guest talk to you soon I started this back in 2017 and -hmm. thought it would just be a limited series and just something for fun and I did 26 episodes but it over time it has continued without me promoting it really has continued to attract people and so I've kind of circled back to it and thought, you know, this is the bigger picture that I'm supposed to be doing. And so nice. that's what I'm doing season two and um and this is the kickoff to to the why notter movement. So you're a why notter, I'm a why notter, uh, that that's the identity that we have uh in terms mm-hmm. of being solopreneurs slash entrepreneurs. Um and then it will lead to other things like the book and the lessons and all this other stuff. So it, it's fun.
1: I love it, and I think that's amazing. And I think that's such an amazing journey because sometimes the very thing you think like, oh, I don't want to do anything else with it is the very thing you need to hone in on Yeah. and, and keep growing. And so I love when things happen like that.
0: Yeah, it, it's crazy. And so it, it's just one of those, and it feels good to be doing this again. And just the stories, I mean, I am so excited because we have so many different stories and one of which is a, um, somebody who's local who actually I met at a workshop that I almost missed and she grew up with Steve Jobs, hey. Apple Steve Jobs, and worked for him and shares her story and it's just like, it's just so awesome because I have people from all different backgrounds and it's just a lot of fun. So yeah. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So so catch me up on life because I, I know we've been on Facebook and we've been on um, lives together, but it's been a while. So catch me up on life. What's going on with you and, and your business?
1: Well, um, it's been a very interesting journey. Um, I have this mantra in my company and business called Visibility is Power, and I'm really understanding that I am truly living this message of Visibility is Power. Uh, just a year ago, I quit my full-time job. I'm a former television news producer. And I, I almost hate to use the word former because once you're a journalist, you're always a journalist. Oh, yeah. And um, I left the television industry to pursue this, <laughs> this quirky thing called entrepreneurship. <laughs> and it has been a wild ride from speaking in Paris, France. Yeah, like wow. Paris, France to uh, speaking at the government social media conference about storytelling and live video, to coming out with a workbook and doing my first two-day conference. It has just been an amazing journey of really helping people understand and really grow their business and in amplifying their voice and monetizing their story both on air and online. And it's been amazing.
0: Wow, and that, I didn't realize it was Uh, just a year I thought it's been longer than that
1: yeah you know I'm one of those people I had a side hustle so while I was working at my you know professional job I was working in my off hours on being an entrepreneur and in that I never thought that I would leave television but I think in that last year of working at my last station I had been at my last station for four years there was really something that just sparked on the inside of me that you know what put all bets on yourself go ahead take the risk and step out here and do it and so I did
0: oh I just got chills when you said put all bets on yourself right that that you and I are alike oh my gosh that's how it was for me too it's just like we we get that universe that message from the universe and it's just like you got to go, like just go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it became increasingly difficult. So as a television producer, I'm the one that writes the news that the anchors read on air. And it became increasingly difficult to go from on the weekends when I was doing speaking engagements that you have, you're speaking to a room of 200 and 250 entrepreneurs at a conference to come back to work to write a VO, which is like a voiceover. Okay. A 20-second news blurb and I'm just wow. like I was just on the stage telling people, hey, you need to be seen and heard and this is how you can use live stream, and then to come back to work and sit at a cubicle was very challenging and difficult for me because I felt like What I wanted to do, I wasn't gonna be able to do in that environment. And there was more for me to do. Yeah. In order to create, to do what I wanted, I had to create it. It's like Madam CJ Walker, she's one of my favorite entrepreneurs. And she says she got her start by giving herself a start. And a lot of people give a job a start and I'm not shading a job, I'm not saying anything's wrong with working a job, right? We need employees. But a lot of times there's that gut feeling, there's something that God is telling them and they just put a start on somebody else's dream, but they never start their own. Oh,
0: that's so true. And so how did you get into the, the, it sounds like the speaking gigs kind of started everything. How did you kind of get into that? Because that's usually, you know, challenging. (laughs) Right, you know
1: what? Live video, people sleep still on live video. I know Ed, you and I can go together. (laughs) on live video, but it really started on live video when Periscope started, you know, I started yes. back in the day. Yeah, I remember Periscope? Yep, that's I where started. it started. And it's so funny, I remember the day when Periscope first started. I remember the day, I just got off doing the morning show and so I was working the overnight. So I'd go in at 2 a.m. and get off at 10 a.m. the next day. And we had just finished up our two and a half hour news program, I was working for the local CBS station at the time, oh, and gosh. Gail and Nora, the yeah. this morning comes on right and they start talking about this cool new app called periscope and they're talking about it much like katie kirk was talking about in 1996 the internet there's this yeah. thing called the internet <laughs> it's supposed to be a thing right and as soon as they start explaining this and they were talking about meerkat because meerkat and periscope came out oh, saying, right right remember that meerkat they, that's oh, right remember that and they started talking about it And instantly in my mind, I said, oh, my word, this is going to be a game changer. Now, my colleagues were not excited. They're like, oh, this is more reason for people to be irresponsible on social media. (laughs) But I looked at it as this is such an opportunity to do what we've done years in television, that pictures and words make the perfect marriage. Yep. Pictures and words. And so I started playing around with the app and started doing some stuff and showing some of my coworkers how to use it and started creating a following. And what really evolved from that in getting into speaking is people would say things like, if she's this charismatic talking to quote herself, <laughs> if she's engaging with people who are posting comments, man, we got to get on the stage and in the room. And that's how the whole speaking thing started. Nine times out of 10, Ed. Seriously, I don't apply for a lot of speaking opportunities. They come for me through recommendations or people who seriously watch me on video and they say, we've got to have her in the room.
0: And that's what it's all about. I know that we've talked about this a lot before is that it all is about showing up, delivering your content, no expectations, engaging, and then bam, let everything else fall into place. And that's how the power of live broadcasting, because it happens. That's how I got some of my biggest clients was because they saw my live broadcast. They, mm. they just saw me and they're like, we need that guy. It wasn't yeah. necessarily the content. It was the fact that they saw me and they were like, okay, we, we can know, like, and trust him now. Let's bring him in.
1: You know, live video really is the opportunity of having a conversation with people. That's what it really is. It's the new way of having a conversation. So that's why when people start this whole thing of they're doing video and I'm just waiting for a couple more people to join, oh, they (laughs) don't do that. But just just really having this conversation with people that's natural. And it's like, if you can do that and translate that, and then you have really great value, great content that brings value to people and really helps to improve their lives. Why would I not want to have you on a stage or part of my conference Part of my workshop i mean i even have consultants who have uh coaching clients and will bring me in for a mastermind weekend seriously oh, cool. i'm meeting with my one-on-one high-level clients i want you to come in and do a session with my mastermind clients so I, it all goes back to this whole engagement and what happens with live video yeah
0: well and you're also now standing out from the crowd, right? Because again, we know so many people are not taking advantage, even still today, of live broadcasting, even though it's been around for a while now and it it's one of those things that is not going anywhere and yet people still aren't taking full advantage of it. Exactly
1: right. People are missing an opportunity and it's like twofold. A friend asked me this the other day. She said, why do you think more people are doing this? I said, I think people, when you don't understand a thing, you will misuse it. So, and misuse can be either the people who go live streams showing the fact that they're eating a chicken sandwich, right? (laughs) Or people who don't go live at all because they don't really understand the purpose or the benefit of it. And I think the other thing is people still deal with this camera confidence. They still deal with the person in their mind, in their head that says that you're not good enough. You're gonna fumble over your words. Is anyone gonna really listen to you? And people really have to deal with their mindset when it comes to
0: the media. So true. Yeah, because they're afraid, you know, of getting getting the spammers, the bad comments, bad reviews, yeah. all that kind of stuff.
1: Right. And, you know, the thing about it is there's always going to have people, people are always going to have something to say. It's like yes. everybody has a belly button. That yes. doesn't mean you understand the purpose of it. So, I mean, <laughs> everybody's going to have something to say. I mean, I think about the first time I had my first negative comment online. Now, when we were Periscope, you know, trolls were a dime a dozen yeah. because people were still trying to figure out that platform but I remember I was a social media contributor for CBS, The Talk. You know, The Talk, right? oh, yeah. Julie Chen, the whole thing. Yeah. And um, they posted it on their Instagram page and this guy was really negative and rude, like big time. I laughed because I said, wow, I've arrived. When you get your first negative comment, that means you have arrived, honey. So And tr- It was so funny, my husband was not, didn't think it was funny. He was very concerned and he's not even on instagram but he was like trying to download the app and i said are you going to join instagram he's like yes i need to tell this dude i was like it's (laughs) not it's honey." but what happened in the comment was this even people who didn't know me commented to him it's like well what is your problem why are you here and so when you start to build a community and you push past that because every comment you don't need to respond to there will be other people who will rally behind you and they'll comment for you.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing. You're getting in front of the story. You're you're yes. helping build that community up that's going to help support you so it's no longer just you. It's your whole tribe.
1: That's exactly right. Yes.
0: Oh, it's Everybody like,
1: wants to be a part of a tribe. Everybody wants to be a part of a community and belong. And that's what, when I think about it, that's what media gets us. That's what media gives you the opportunity to do. When I think about 20 years of working in television, and what we were able to do in our storytelling. I mean, any story you can think of in the last 20 years, I've had the great pleasure to be on the front lines of telling that story. 9-11, the war on terror, the the death of Earl uh, Dale Earnhardt Senior, political scandals, murder trials, great moments in history, not so great moments in history. I've been on the great pleasure of doing that, but what happens in telling those stories, I start to see this surge of people who want action. They either want to be a part of the, the solution and the people who are like, man, that's wrong. Thank you for bringing us awareness to this story and I wanna rally behind this person. Or the, the, the folks who were burnt out of their home two days before Christmas to see a community. You tell their story and they see a community of people who rally behind them and say, listen, we're gonna make sure that you have a great Christmas. That, my friend, is the power of media it yes.
0: prompts action that was my it, soapbox moment i i know i love that it prompts action i love that yes and and that's the crazy part so okay so you you quit your full-time job to do entrepreneurship and you started with the speaking gigs and kind of how did it evolve from there because w- when you have that quit quit day it's like it's exciting but it's also like Okay, um, real life. Yeah, real life's now (laughs) setting in and did I make a mistake and what am I doing?
1: (laughs) There are many days that I ask myself, did I make a mistake? Because um, business has been great, but you know, you realize that this is not a hobby. So you have to pay freelancers, right? And you have to have systems and things in place. And now you're speaking, but when you're speaking, people are coming up to your table. And besides buying your book or your T-shirt, they want to know, well, how can I work with you? What does that look like? And so now you have to have, you know, consulting and other things in place. And you realize, like, whoa, wait a second. I'm really running a business here. Like, this is not just a hobby or a side thing. And then you, you're looking at, okay, when is it gonna be our payday? And what, you know, all of those things. And so it, it, it became real to me. I think when I look at the testimonials and the people that I've had an opportunity to work with and helping them tell their story on air and online, that how much this means to people when I hear stories like, you know, if you had not written that book, I wouldn't have showed up in my purpose. Or no, no. your book had convicted, convicted me to live my life. True story. Or yeah. people who say, lady just told me this the other day, I know you go through a lot of tough stuff, but I'm glad that you keep showing up because it gives me permission to show up too. Because I say to myself, if Rashonda's doing this, then what is my excuse? And that's what stories do. That's what storytelling yeah. is about. Story gives, gives others permission to do what you're doing or not doing. So even if you're not telling your story, you're still giving people permission. You're giving them permission to not tell theirs. And so when I think about that and the days that I want to quit, Ed, I often think about I cannot quit because there is somebody out there that I'm going to meet who's going to say, I'm glad you did.
0: Oh, It's so true. I think about that all the time. It's like, it's one of those. And that's what keeps me going. Honestly, like, because I could do this stuff all day long, but when you have those down and out days, it's those testimonials and those. And it's funny too, because the universe will bring them right away when you need them mm. to. It's mm-hmm. like that day you're like, you know, I'm really questioning things. And then all of a sudden, out of the woodworks, one of those secret followers, I call them,
1: pops right. up and they're
0: like, listen, I just needed to tell you you motivate me you inspire me you have the you do the work and i see it and i appreciate it and you're like what really yeah i love secret secret followers i
1: love people who and this happens often you know the lurkers the people who watch you online and they can tell you about your last broadcast but you sit there and say to yourself i've never seen you heart share comment but they're watching because someone is always watching right yep and those people drive me the most when they say things like I watch your show all the time I love what you're doing I'm so proud of you and you see and say man thank you so much and then you walk away and say I've yet to see that person share my broadcast <laughs> yes. but they obviously are watching because they can tell me about the last show and tell me what's going on <laughs> with my kids and my family and I think that's just a testament of the fact of people at the end of the day they want to be a part of
0: a community it's so true and it's I know we can
1: talk true. about all the bad things that happen on social media. Yeah, there's a lot of bad things happening. But man, let me tell you something. There's a lot of great things that are happening on social media. And I tell people all the time, social media friends, social media family, is true.
0: It's- yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, no, it's definitely. And that's the thing too, it's, it's just getting past, like you said earlier, that mindset and understanding that you can do good with it and you just need to, you know, be able to embrace it and jump in and see see what people are doing and and like with our secret followers they're they're paying attention to what we're doing and is and that's awesome and then it's like okay now take a little piece of that and start implementing it in whatever you want to do and and keep going forward so that way you're not just in the same spot you know five ten years from now
1: Exactly, exactly. There has to be growth to this. And that's why I tell people all the time you know, you can't just do this live video, social media, run a business because of just what you need today. It has to be a bigger purpose. And even that's one of the things that we did this year. We started um, mentoring millennial women. Oh, cool. And, uh, once a quarter, we would have like a millennial chat and chew where I would gather at a restaurant with, you know, 30, 40 millennials. And just sit there and pour into them life lessons like things that i wish someone told me when i was 21. oh wow 25. i get no money from that like yeah I, I don't receive anything from that everybody covers their own dinner it's just what i like to call a friend told me one time purpose projects she said in your business you should have projects that are just solely purpose driven and it goes back to, you know, when you're running a business, it's about legacy. It's about what you want to leave behind. You, you want to leave the, the world better than when you found it. And yeah. that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. I want to, I want to serve well. And it's the same thing with our business. We have to ask ourselves, what is this that I want? What's the story? Yeah, that's it. What's the story that I want people to say about what we've done? And think about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has pretty awesome service. And I would dare say every day to ask themselves, what is it that we want people to say about our business at the end of the day? What do you, I challenge people, what do you want them to say about you? What's the story that you want to be told every day about your business? That's key.
0: Yeah, I, I'm like taking that all in because that, that, <laughs> it's, it's true. And the uh-huh. purpose project, like that, that just... I'm at a loss for words because that is such a great point and it's so good to have the fact that you are doing that especially so early on and helping the millennials and and what was that what's that like like how did they receive that and, and what was kind of like their takeaway from it like something that they were ready to go out and work or you know like yeah. what was what was their feeling around it
1: well, the first event we had, we had about uh, 35 women, various ages, wow. socioeconomic backgrounds that that came in attendance. And one of the things that several of them told me, they said, no one is doing this for us. No one is in your age group. I'm in my 40s. Yeah. No one in your age group is pulling us in and having this kind of conversation with us or pouring into us. So thank you so much for doing it. And That's so powerful. It, it really opened up my eyes to, there are more people out there than we know realize that really want the information and the life lessons that you have. I think oh, yeah. sometimes, and we really minimize our life story. Oh, we think, big you, know, time. you know, I gotta go to college and there's nothing wrong with that. And you think about your college experiences, certifications and trainings, all that. But sometimes it's just, because we're not in here talking about live video. And I rarely talk to them about business. But I am talking to them about life experiences. I mean, the first conversation we had was, hey, what is your non-negotiable? Because I know, being very transparent here, as a woman, and especially as an African-American woman who may be working in corporate America, you need to have some non-negotiables. What are things that you will do and things I won't do?
0: Oh, I like that.
1: What is your non-negotiables? How are you going to live your life? What are things that you will tolerate and what you like, that is totally off limits. You know, for me, I, I shared this funny story with them about non-negotiables. Every television station I worked in, you could talk to anybody who's worked with me and they will all tell you the same thing. I've worked with Roe for five years. I've worked with Roe for two years. I've worked with Roe for 10 years. I've never heard her curse. I just don't use profanity. Yeah. Now you will hear me say things like, for all that is holy, what is happening <laughs> here, in these streets? Like you, But I've never used profanity. That's just not my thing, right? Yeah. And so my non-negotiable is because I don't use that kind of language, right? if you are having a discussion with me and you're mad or we're having a heated debate, you can't use that kind of language with me because that's a deal breaker. Sure, Because yeah. I'm not talking to you like that. And so I remember one time a coworker had to learn Ed the hard way oh, because no. he was using that language with me that was very rude. And some other coworkers were telling him like, oh my gosh, dude, what is your problem? How are you talking to her like that? And you know, he did later apologize and I told him, I said, let me tell you something. I would never talk to you that way. My husband doesn't talk to me that way. So I'm not gonna be in a place here at a television station and allow you to speak to me that way. Right. I just, that's a deal breaker. And I appreciate your apology, but I need you to understand that will never ever happen again, will it? Because again, we teach people how to treat us. You know, you teach clients. Let me do a quick, a quick, uh, you know, millennial or a quick uh, business tip yeah. here. Yeah, you know, please. You teach people how to treat you. So you're mad that your clients are always texting you, emailing you out of office hours. And they always expect you to answer their call at two AM. Well, it's your fault because you claim them that you're available at two AM. Yep. I remember when I was in business and I learned that lesson, stop, respond, even if you're up, do not respond to her email at one o'clock because she now thinks that you can coach her at 2 a.m. You have to set boundaries. We teach people how to treat us. So that was one of the first lessons that I talked to them about. And many of them have implemented it in their relationships, on their job, in their life. But that wasn't about live stream. that was about my,
0: what, personal experiences. Exactly, it's all about setting that right expectation from the start. Right, exactly. So
1: it's been a a great experience and we've done it every quarter this year and we're just in thoughts now about, okay, what does this need to look like next year? Because I said, oh, we're just gonna do it this year. But now all these women are just like, I have a friend who wants to come and what are we going to do next year? And I'm like, well, we are going to figure that out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and that's the thing too. It's like, so now now you have, that's where those systems can come into play, where you can start having surveys and you can start asking people for what they liked, what they would like to see in the upcoming events, all of that. So that's the cool part about it.
1: Yes, surveys are key. I never realized that until I started doing things like events and I realized, okay, well, I don't wanna create something just on the sake of creating it, but it's not what my tribe wants. Right. right now. It's like, what do you, it's almost like, you know, I have four kids. Hey kids, what do you want for dinner tonight? I can say, let's just get pizza. And they say, well, we really like spaghetti, right? You wanna be able to do great customer service and give people what you want because that causes them to come back. But also that lets them know that you're paying attention to them and that you're not just another number.
0: Exactly. And that's the key. And let me ask you, how were you um, uh, in the early days, of course, getting um, marketing these events? Because 35 plus is is quite a bit of turnout, which is pretty impressive.
1: So social media and I started working through influencers and people that I have relationship with, Um, working through people. You know what I'm doing. I would love for you to be there. Invite two friends. Because when we started doing uh, it, I didn't even, it, I didn't advertise it on social media. All of those people came organically. You can come, your invitation offers you the ability to, to have a plus one. So everybody in the room brought a plus one. And that's how we got to 30 people. Um, then when we got to the second event, I was like, okay, this is getting interested still. Okay, you'll have a plus two. And then the group was the one that told me, "Bro, I know you're only inviting certain, certain people. But we would really like to open this up to the general public. Wow. Okay, this is going to get big. And so our last event, which was a brunch, we had about the same 30-something people because the time frame in which we picked it. But we still had the same amount of people who were involved and brought two or three people to it. So it's really working through relationships. I mean, and I cannot stress that enough. You know, I tell people all the time, I may not have a million yet. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I am very rich in relationships. I'm very rich in friendships. And I don't take that lightly. Matter of fact, if I could be very transparent here. Yeah, of course. I, I honor my relationships higher than I honor the money that's in my bank account.
0: Oh, so true. Because...
1: So true. While that can be spent and you pay for something one time, when I am in a relationship where it's reciprocal, we're serving one another, we're making each other better, that relationship continues to produce over and over and over yep. again. And so I really tell people you've heard it before your network determines your net worth and i think people don't really understand the power of wealthy relationships
0: it's so true and and so let me ask you this because this happens uh, a lot as an entrepreneur what about so there's a couple things so because it's so important for relationships there are a lot of entrepreneurs i know that i've talked to especially when they're early days where they're stressed out about the money and then they're also worried about like if they were doing something similar to your purpose project, it's how, how do we get them to not keep on the free cycle? How do we get them to the paid, you know, stuff? Yeah. And what's your thinking around that? Because I know that that always comes up in conversations around business.
1: That's a good question. So how do you move from doing things for free <laughs> to doing things where people invest? Well, one of the things that I tell people all the time, especially when it comes to um, doing things for free, I think that people should still have a level of investment. They should still have some skin in the game. So even if you're doing a free talk for someone, even if they are beta testing something for you, their payment to you is a testimonial. Yes. That's the least you can get out of it. I'm I'm giving you this. You're allowing me to come in. Can I get a testimonial from you? Can I get the email list? of the people who are in the room, right? So they're, they're still having some skin in the game. The other thing is when it comes to moving from that free to getting people to invest in your product, I think it goes back to two things, value and serving people well. Yep. Position yourself in the way that I am going to drip this with so much value and so much service, I'm gonna make it difficult for you to say no. Like, I'm gonna give you, I can't stand, Ed, going to conferences where there's a lot
0: of fluff on the stage. Oh, Oh, I know. It's like, get to the point. I'd rather have five minutes of you straight giving me the point than 10, 20, 30 minutes of all this fluff.
1: All this fluff them just to you to the back of the room but yeah. no I rather give you the value that you can't Google search and then you come to the back room and say I want more from you how can I work with you or how can I buy from your product table so I think we have to go back to this whole thought and how I how I live my life not perfectly but this is how I live my life the greatest among me must first be a servant Yes. And so I look for ways to serve my clients and to serve my friends better. Matter of fact, just this week, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he, he's doing a big conference here in our city. And I emailed him and I said, how are you doing? How can I help you?
0: Yes. That's and he said, key.
1: hey, you know, we need some more media coverage. Can you help coordinate that? I'm on it. Today, I reported back to him because now I'm treating him like he's my client. Yep. I reported back to him and I said, "Hey, I've booked you already for one interview. I have three others that I'm waiting on a follow-up from." Why? Because whenever I need something from him, this is what he tells me. He's a master networker, Ed. Anytime I'm in the room with him, this is what he says to me. "Who can I introduce you to in here?"
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: You know what that means to me? Like you're here saying that's huge. basically, "Who can I inter- who can I put my name with with yours?" to introduce you to your next client or your next level yep so why would I not want to serve that person well that's valuable and so people really have to
0: honor and
1: get in places and spaces where there's valuable relationship
0: well, and that's so true and, and you brought up a great point of this, about the speaking which this translates to anything whether people are you know blog posting or live streaming or whatnot it's we are all so afraid of giving away too much for free and oh. figuring out when we have to charge. We all get caught up in that cycle, and at the end of the day, it's like mm-hmm. what you said: where if even if we give away the best stuff for free, right. it people are going to be so immersed in that and like want to work with you based off of that because it's like. You, you just, you gave me that. Are you serious? Like, Mm -hmm. I love that. And I I need you to help me make that happen. I I need you to keep giving me some more. And like you said, how do I work with you? How do I get on your calendar? You know, all of those things fall into place. And that's something that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we all have to remember that because we have, we have the bank account pulling at us and the bills piling up at times, but we also have to remember that those things will be taken care of as long as we're doing the work over here on the other side.
1: You know, that whole thing about how much information should I give, really, I struggled with that big time. Yeah, I did because I'm an over-deliverer and I'm just like, oh my gosh, am I giving too much? And if I give this all to them, they're not gonna wanna work with me. You know, it really is changing your mindset because we have to move from, you ready for this? Yes. This poverty mindset that if I give you this, then I have nothing else to give you. You are a plethora of information. No one is going to get all of the goods from you. They're just not. And so we have to move from this mindset of, if I give this all to you, then these people are not gonna work with me. And here's the thing, if you have someone, cause I know I have some of those, that yeah. all they do is take all the free information and they don't invest, you don't want that person as a client anyway. Exactly. Because that person has not developed the mindset of understanding this where I'm fed and where I'm growing, I should be sowing into that. That yeah.
0: Oh I love that. Yes, and the property mindset it's it's a real thing and it is. It, it's in entrepreneurship is so crazy that it's it's all about mindset. At the end of the day, you know, I've learned that more so in the last year of doing business than I have in all the previous years. That it's so Critical to have that right mindset and to understand that the brain just believes what we tell it, and we have to change the way we think in order to keep growing and keep moving forward.
1: Agreed. The brain just does what we tell it, and you know, we have to move from this thing of that. I also see, and I struggle with this also as well. Is that there are a lot of storytellers. There's live stream strategists out there too, and you know these people are on my competition no they're just complimentary i mean think about our relationship we dabble in kind of the same lane here yeah but here we are having a coffee talk conversation yep right we're in kind of the same field because but here's the thing we complement each other oh big time i have tv news experience do you have tv news experience nope <laughs> right you have experiences that i don't have that's a compliment to each other we're not in competition with each other and if we understand that more in business we can get more things done have more partnerships and more collaboration.
0: exactly that's why i'm always saying teamwork equals success because it's like literally yes. once you start partnering up with the right people everyone everyone's business will grow it's yes. just a fact, and and everything starts coming to you. You know, I, I'm working on uh, I'm working on another side project with a fellow uh, entrepreneur locally, and it since we started working on the project, both of our businesses have just skyrocketed, and the connections that we're making, and possible trips coming up in the next year, like. It's just, it's crazy what opportunities have opened. And I love it. And we to be able to help keep each other accountable, even if it's not on that project. It, not just that project, I should say, but in our actual s- businesses as well, because we set up weekly meetings to check in and kind of hold each other accountable because, you know, entrepreneurship can be very, very lonely.
1: <laughs> yes, it can be. It can be. And that goes back to having the proper relationships in place. I think that's yes. so key
0: yeah and so so now what are you up to these days you're still are you still doing the speaking uh, gigs as well
1: still doing speaking engagements um looking at uh getting more back into my journalistic roots so i'm really excited um to get back into producing um specifically video content producing um longer form stories i'm getting i want to get back into that because i just don't think I just don't think anything with God is wasted. I just don't believe that. I just yeah. don't think things are wasted. And you know, I was in there for twenty years working in that newsroom. Yeah. I just can't put that to waste. It's gotta mean something, right? Oh and yeah. So I wanna get more into the producing side of things and I'm very excited about that. And um, we have a couple of projects coming up and I cannot give the details yet, but I'm really excited about putting back on my producer hat and kind of going from in front of the camera as a road show live to behind the camera in producing
0: some really stellar content. I'm looking forward to that. I am like so excited and you have to keep me updated because I'm like, I will. I'm will. i like, you know what? We might just need to have you be the producer of my show. Like not, I like, not Ed Talk TV, but like my, my yes to entrepreneurship show. Yes. I I oh
1: love gosh. it, I love producing, I love, the, I love the creative side of it and I love the fact that every day as a producer you literally start with a blank rundown, it's a blank slate and you fill in those things with stories and animation and quirky things to create this masterpiece whether it's a two and a half hour show, 30 minute show, 10 minute show that's going to give people the things that you that they need in order to impact their life or make their life better. And I miss that about television and and about being specifically in a newsroom. But what I love about this, with this whole trend of social media, everybody has the opportunity to be a producer. Yes. All of us have the opportunity to produce great content. All of us have the opportunity to take out your smartphone and record video. All of us have the opportunity, as I tell clients a lot, to create our own media. All of us.
0: And that's the power that we hold in the palm of our hands. and it, That's right. It, it literally blows my mind when I think about it, because we are so fortunate to be able to tell our story mm-hmm. when we want, where we want, how we want. Like, that's right. We don't have to, you know, wait, you know, in line somewhere or submit a proposal and, and wait months and months. It's like literally like, no, just pop open your phone and hit the record and see what happens. That's it. That's
1: exactly right.
0: And what happens is
1: really, like, magical. (laughs) It's, It's like, wait, someone's watching, someone was just impacted by what I said, and you just start to think, man, I have a real responsibility here. I don't take lightly what I do on social media. I don't take lightly the people who follow me, the community I've been able to build, the followers that I have, I don't take that lightly. Because I look at it as, listen, I am just as viable as a CBS, a NBC, a PBS. Yeah. And I have to take that serious. The responsibility of being a mouthpiece and the sponsor- the responsibility of having a voice. Oh definitely. And how
0: funny is this? So and so it's been uh, I'm trying to get back into my regular live streaming for Ed Talk TV because mm-hmm. I'm kind of in this season of you know planting all of these different seeds for things. But um, what's interesting, and that's how people, a lot of people know me, is from being online. And yeah. I was just at a cybersecurity conference locally, and I kid you not that somebody had come up to me, well, come up to me and the person I was talking to, and I introduced myself, and he, I kid you not, he said, oh, Ed Troxel yeah, I saw you liked our business page on Facebook. And I just looked at him and I just said, you just got major bonus points right now. The fact that you not only checked your business Facebook page, but that you actually remembered my name from that. Wow. I, I just, I was blown away because, you know, especially when you look at, so when you look at Facebook pages in general, a lot of business owners can't stand to have to keep up one more thing and You know and keeping up with comments and stuff is very hard Mm -hmm. but also on a local level um local business owners struggle because they're still trying to figure out you know online world and everything yeah so i was just blown away and i also thought about it too i always think that and again this is that self-talk right where I think about how especially in the beginning now i'm more comfortable about it but in Mm -hmm. the beginning i was thinking you know Nobody's going to know who this Ed Troxel guy is. Nobody's going to know who, you know, Ed Troxel creative is. And, and nobody's going to know how to spell my last name. And I have to be, you know, I have to come up with something fun and different and something short and all this. And when I heard that today, I just realized I was like, mm. you know, there's something to be said about having that unique last name. I mean, yes. there's a lot of Troxels out there right and not worrying about how people are going to spell it or whatnot because that was a great example of how people pay attention and yeah they will let you know and i was just blown away by it i just i couldn't believe it and so you know it, it was just one of those stories again where you just don't know who's watching as creepy as it sounds it's, it's a good thing when it comes to business and that you really do need to utilize the tools and resources you have available to you, especially because they're free. And as most entrepreneurs and small business owners, they're always on a budget. And yeah. this is the only thing that can fit into every single person's budget. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and the thing about that, I love that story because we sometimes major on things. I was the same way, like the Show live. What is yeah. that? Like, are people gonna get that? And so many times people say, "I." they remember that more than my real name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your real name? And I'm like, yeah, it's Rashonda. My mom really took a lot of time to create that name. Yeah. But you know, it's, we major on these things because we think like, is it gonna be a thing? Is it gonna yeah. land? And sometimes you just have to throw it out there and just say, you know what? I'm just gonna trust, going back to what I said at the beginning. Yes. I'm gonna bet on me. And I'm gonna it- believe that this thing is gonna stick and it's gonna work.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. and, and that's the way you have to do it. Uh, it. That's the big one. And so you have the the um, is the show still going on too? The regular live broadcasting? or are you kind of
1: still going on? Still going strong? You know, we go live every Monday at eight forty-five p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Still doing that, and also we're looking at doing some couple of creative things with that um, as well. Um, I don't think I'll ever get away from that. I thought about. You know, it's kind of like where I started, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, I just can't leave it because that's just where I started on live video to do other things. So it'll still be there. And um, I'm just excited about what we're growing and just really excited about, man, the possibilities. Yeah. possibilities are endless. You can create. We live in a world where you can create what you want.
0: It's so crazy.
1: (laughs) And I I love it.
0: Yeah, it is the best. It's the best.
1: That's I mean, awesome. cauliflower, I was just thinking about this the other day. I mean, we live in a world where you can create whatever you want and you can be what you want. Right.
0: Cauliflower
1: now is popular for pizza.
0: Oh, who yeah. Knew, big time.
1: Yep. Who knew that could be a thing? So if cauliflower can become pizza, honey, I promise you, you can be something dynamic, too.
0: That, <laughs> that's so true.
1: <laughs> well, I just want people to understand that you really got to show up. Yeah. Right. Visibility is power, and it's true. It's power, um, and you no longer need to be in the background. You know, you need to be in the forefront. Um, the, the, there's time out for you hiding and blending in the back. You really deserve. Notice I said that. You I deserve. That. I caught deserve. Pain yep. and hurt. You deserve it.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yes to forward slash podcast. Over there, you will find a list of all the previous episodes and I hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast and please be sure to leave a review in iTunes so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone, and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together, we can make it happen. And like I always say, teamwork equals success. So go out there and do something great. Because why not?